Welcome to the Ice Talks, where we implement change every day. Hey, Harold S. Reed Jr. here, also known as HRJR, your motivational coach. If you don't know what motivation means, motive plus action equals results, and results equal success. I want to jump right into today's topic. Uh, it's about bullying. Now, the reason why I am inspired to give this particular attention to this podcast is because I've been asked to speak to a class of children at my Taekwondo school. And even in my previous school, I kind of strayed, or not strayed, but shied away. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. I shied away from the bullying conversation outside of saying, don't do it. And the reason why I shy away from that topic is because as people look up to me, I have to, I know I have to give them what they want, but I also have to give it to them in such a way that they want, they would want it. In other words, when I was coming up, I was raised with regards to bullying. And, 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 and let's, let's, let, me, let me backtrack a step or two. When I was coming up, bullies beat you up. <laughs> okay? Someone who was a bully was someone who, like, pushed you around, popped you upside the head every so often, maybe took your lunch money, knocked your books down, you know, those kind of things. Right? And... By all intents and purposes, or, or rather by today's standards, I was bullied like crazy when I was a kid. Grade school, not really so much in high school because that's when I started to come out my shell. But nonetheless, I was raised and taught that the best way to beat a bully is to beat the bully. I was taught and raised that a bully is actually weak on the inside. They, 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 they're missing something. They're lacking something. They're, they're not complete on the inside. They're not good with themselves on the inside. And so what they will do, and, and we're talking about children here as well. So it's not so much that, oh, they're incomplete. Every child is incomplete. But there's something really fundamental that's lacking or missing in this child's development to where he or she can only project negative energy upon other peers. Because here's the funny thing about bullies, right? And this is something I was always taught as a child as well. There's always someone bigger, there's always someone better. Right? So don't so no matter how tough you think you are, there's always somebody bigger and somebody better. I remember my mother telling me a story a few years back. <clears throat> excuse me, about how she came to pick me up from school and I'm in the playground and I'm actually in a fight. <laughs> so uh, I believe as she tells the story, I was winning the fight because I didn't even realize it was, you know, she was pulling on me or whatever. I was so into 
the fight itself that I was in, engaged in, that when the boy said, I'm going to go get my big brother to kick your butt. And I was like, go ahead and get your, go ahead and get your big brother. You know, and I believe it was on that walk home or some point in time throughout my life beyond that point that my mother, as well as my father, taught me, you know, you might be bad, but there's always somebody better. You might be big, but there's always somebody out there bigger. You see, and when it comes to dealing with bullies, like I said, you know, I was raised that the best way to beat a bully is to beat the bully. So, and something my father always told me is, you never throw the first punch. You know, you get in trouble if you throw the first punch. You're the aggressor if you throw the first punch. You're the attacker if you throw the first punch. So, don't throw the first punch. You might have to take that hit. <laughs> but if you can get up, then I want you to get up and go ahead and beat that fool within an inch of their life. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> right? And the funny thing is... Uh, my son has similar rules. My son has similar rules. The rules that my son has, uh, my youngest son, is, you know, if somebody touches you, they talk, I ain't worried about talking. People talk all they want. But if somebody touches you, go tell your teacher. Let the teacher handle it, because that's his job. Now, after you've told the teacher if this person decides they want to put their hands on you again, you have my permission to, well, let's just X, Y, Z. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Now, I didn't just send my, my, my kid off to school with uh, marching orders to whip somebody behind. No. I gave him the circumstances under which it would be allowed for him to use physical force to defend himself. And beyond that, the next day when I went to pick him up from school, uh, I had a conversation with his teacher wherein which I instructed or rather advised, no, I informed, yes, I informed his teacher that you got somebody in your class that think it's funny stepping on people's feet. I don't want to know who it is, don't care who it is. I know you're not going to tell me if, you, if, if I did want to know. But next time he touches my kid, my kid's going to come to you and he's going to tell you and I, as a parent, will expect you to do something about it. Now, I trust you're effective. However, if for some reason, after you've called yourself dealing with it, this child decides he wants to touch my child again, my child has my permission to use whatever force is necessary to defend himself. Now, naturally, the teacher can't co-sign that. I knew he couldn't. He, and and he, he, he knew he wasn't going to say, well, you can't do that because he can't do that. But I think what we shared was a very awkward moment of understanding. See, I understand that these teachers today are hampered. I understand that... In these schools today, 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 period, is just a different time. This is a different time. See, I got, well, well, today, I believe the term is roasted. I got roasted every day. I got bagged on, cracked on, snapped on. We had a whole different, playing the dozens. And I wasn't very good at it when I was little, <laughs> when I was younger. 
I wasn't good at roasting. I wasn't good at playing the dust. I wasn't good at cracking. I wasn't good at snapping. I wasn't good at bagging. All the terms that we use to just be talking about somebody. I wasn't good at it as a child. And I got I got dog piled on sometimes, man. I got man, I got tore up. But ain't none of that kill me. And then ironically <coughs> excuse me. Ironically, it was during Air Force basic training, where in which uh, by way of the example of my, my training instructors <laughs> that I learned how to insult people, <laughs> you know. Um, but the crazy thing is, today, you know, I, there, there's, there's, there's an actual, um, there's, there's a series of videos on YouTube I watch by a group called All Deaf Comedy, I think it's, all, no, All Deaf Digital, ADD, All Deaf Digital, right? And they have a video series that they do called Roast Me. And this is basically a group of, you know, young comedians who subject themselves to be talked about. And sometimes you can see it in their faces when somebody really gets them with a hard one, right? But there's a disclaimer that they have on, on you know, before the video starts that says uh, something along the lines of roasting without permission is bullying. So if you're not voluntarily engaged in the roasting cipher, if you will, uh, then you're being bullied. Or if you're doing it and you know it's not welcome, then you're the bully. Bully or bully. Here's my thing. I understand that and I, and I agree that you can't use violence to resolve these issues with bullying. And, and I don't condone the use of violence. Well, as 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 an ultimate resolution, as a last resort, absolutely. I'm not going to say that you should never, because that's stupid. Right? But again, this brings me back to my, uh, how can I put this? My conflictions, if you will, with this group I have to speak to tomorrow. Because I can't tell them any of the things I just spent the past 10 minutes talking to you about. Right? Basically, I have to stand before these children, none of whom are mine. Well, my mine will be there, but he already know the deal. Right? And I have to explain to them Bullying is wrong, but they hear this every day. I have to explain to them, we should help people. But I'm sure they hear this every day. And what else am I have to do? I, this is probably going to be one of the hardest speeches I've ever written. And it's not like it's going to be a long speech because it is not easy getting, maintaining, and keeping the attention of, you know, preteens. 10-year-olds, 10, 8 to 10, 12-year-olds. But in any case, I guess what I will tell them is that we are all aspiring martial artists. And as such, we want to seek the beauty in the world. And there's nothing beautiful about being a bully. 
We want to seek the beauty in the world. And there's nothing beautiful about making someone else feel bad in order for us to feel good. There's nothing beautiful, beautiful. There's nothing beautiful about watching someone embarrass, humiliate, degrade, talk down to another person to make them feel bad about who they are. Listen, I didn't have the, the top line fancy clothes growing up when I was, you know, I went to Catholic school. I wore a uniform every day, so the most we could have was like shoes. And my dad gave me a pair of shoes. I, 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 I kid you not. My father gave me a pair of shoes that lasted me from fifth grade to eighth grade. Now, I don't know if it was that the shoes were big enough for me to grow into by fifth grade. I don't know if my feet didn't grow between fifth and eighth grade. But I, and, and these were not like cool shoes. These, I, they called me mail, they called them mailman shoes. They called them knock blockers or block knockers or something, some crazy Hershey Big Block. They, I got roasted on a daily basis, you know? And then the crazy thing, my father teaching me how to be a man also taught me how to shine my shoes. So God forbid I come in with these shoes shining. Oh man, I caught all kinds of hell. But, while these kids are walking around with these, you know, British knights, British walkers, playboys, whatever was hot at the time, right? Um, wallabies, y'all yeah, know about that. <laughs> but these kids had new shoes every couple months, which means their parents were spending money on these new shoes every couple months just so their kids could look cute. You know, we living in different times, and I understand it helps. I mean, when I was growing up, you would not be, you, you could not be seen with, you know, your clothes coming from someplace like Walmart, <laughs> okay? But today, everybody buys their clothes at Walmart, you know? And with regards to this speech I have to give, I guess what I was saying about being, you know, seek, being a martial artist and seeking the beauty in the world and being a part of that beauty, and they, you know, I think these are the messages that I have to deliver to these children. Um, because we live in a horrible world right now, but I have hope that it can get better. And like the song goes, I believe the children are our future. We have to teach them well and let them lead the way. Um, I want to be a part in that teaching. Uh, I want to in the words of Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, I want to be the change I see in the world. And so with that, I think I've solved my conundrum. I think I will speak to these children about the beauty of being a martial artist and, and, and how we, as we train and get stronger and get better and learn more, we develop within ourselves a certain power and from that power we have the power to hurt we have the power to help now bullying is not allowed in our dojo our dojang I'm sorry it's a Korean Japanese uh, dojo is for Shotokan karate Japanese dojang is Korean Taekwondo 
we got a lesson today. But I believe that the lesson has to revolve around using what we learn in order to be of assistance, in order to be of service to another human being, to other human beings. And not to use what we learn in a negative, dispassionate way. So that we, we, we build one another up and make each of us stronger. That doesn't mean everybody's going to be in karate. Not everybody's going to be in taekwondo. That's okay. Right? We use whatever we learn and whatever we're doing to make ourselves stronger, to make ourselves better, and then... Well, we implement change every day. Somehow, some way, we have to implement change every day. We have to be of service. We have to be of assistance. And I think that's going to be the message that I deliver to these children. It's not so much talking to them about beating people up or getting beat up or let's not beat people up because, well, they, like I said, they hear that every day. And as a speaker, one of the things I don't want to do, especially when I'm talking to young people, and I don't want to just continue to beat their heads with the same messages they hear from their teachers and their parents or whoever every day. I want to give them something new. I want to give them something different. But still reinforces those same things that they're getting beat over the head with by everybody. So I guess this particular episode has been... uh, therapeutic, if you will, because I was genuinely perplexed about what I'd say to these kids. And to tell you the truth, I was genuinely perplexed about what I was going to say in this episode. But what I've come to learn is that the solution to a problem is often the 180 degree result of the problem. It's like that old corny joke, and I've said this before, man goes to the doctor, and the doctor says, hey buddy, how can I help you? He says, well doc, every time I bend my arm like this, every time I bend my arm like this, oh, it hurts like crazy. What should I do? The doctor looks at the man, and he says, well, stop bending your arm like this. Yeah, yeah, it's a corny joke. I told you it was a corny joke. But it's to say that the, the solution to a problem is often right in front of your face. And for me, the solution to what I would say and what I would say to the children and what I would say in this episode, I combined both problems and created a solution. I talked to you, the listener. I talked to you. And just share with you what's on my mind. I get it out. And uh, (laughs) I come up with a solution and I feel that much better. So thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for being my sounding board. And hopefully I want you to be able to pick away something, take away something from this podcast, this episode in particular, that you can share with your children. See, again... I grew up a certain way, times change, and I acknowledge that, I understand that, but at the same time, I still got to be just as effective with my message as the messages were effective with me 
<coughs> excuse me, when I was younger. It's not easy being a parent. It's not easy living in these times. But I strive to create a life that my children don't have to understand just yet the type of world that we live in. Whilst at the same time I'm preparing them to live in. I'll end with this, and it is a quote by Frederick Douglass. It is far easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men. Now, this man said this somewhere over 165 some odd years ago, but that includes women as well. Okay, that includes women as well. And I'll say it again. It is far easier to build strong children than it is to repair broken men so with that let's strive to do something good for our children we have to be the change we have to be the example we have to be what we want them to be because believe it or not they are always watching they are always watching even when you think they're not even when you're on the phone and your kid is in the other room playing video games, that TV may sound loud in the room to you, but trust me when I tell you that TV is just low enough for them to hear you talking. And they don't have any clue what you're talking about when you're on the phone, but they hear your words. They hear how you talk. They hear your, your syntax. They hear your, how you deliver your phrases. And they do that themselves. You don't have to believe me, but guess what? That's how you did it growing up. Your parents are your greatest examples. Or the, the, the elders most immediate to you are your, your biggest examples. You will find that you speak very much like the people who raised you. So... Don't put yourself or your children in a position where somebody has to ask, who raised you? <laughs> Listen, with that, I'm going to wrap this up um, and, and go about the rest of my day. I wish you greatness throughout the rest of yours. Know that you can acquire my book, Find a Way to Make a Way of Difference of a Decade, on my website, www.coachhrjr.com. You can pay for it via PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, or Zelle. If you use Cash App, Venmo, or Zelle, in the message box when you make the payment, when you order, make your order, push your order, please give me your mailing address so that I can send you your autographed copy of the book. Alright, with that being said, uh, I wish you well. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Ice Talks, where we implement change every day.